Welcome to the History of Christianity podcast with Stephen Bedard. When we look at early Christian writings, we often struggle with coming up with a precise date. We saw that with the Gospel of Thomas. But Thomas has nothing on the secret Gospel of Mark. This writing either originated in the 1st or 2nd century, or the 20th century. And you're going to find scholars arguing vehemently for either one. The secret Gospel of Mark has one of the most confusing histories, and it really is in a different league from any other non-canonical Gospel. I'll confess right from the beginning that I have strong opinions about this, and can't give an unbiased account. I'd encourage you to read other views of this controversial text. To understand this text, we have to go back in time. Not thousands of years, but back to the 1950s. Morton Smith was professor of ancient history at Columbia University and a well-respected scholar. In 1958, Smith discovered a previously unknown letter of Clement of Alexandria, not to be confused with Clement of Rome that we looked at back in episode 30. This took place in the monastery of Marsaba near Jerusalem. New texts are discovered all the time, but this was a bit different. This text was handwritten in the end papers of a 17th century edition of Ignatius of Antioch. Ignatius is in episode 31, by the way. Smith announced the discovery in 1960 and published his study of the text in 1973. Unfortunately, the original text found in that 17th century book was lost sometime after 1990, making further study difficult. If you happen to find this book, please turn it in. What does a letter by Clement of Alexandria have to do with the secret gospel of Mark? The connection is that Clement refers to and quotes from this book. We need to keep in mind that we don't have the secret gospel of Mark. We only have fragments in Clement's letter. This would be somewhat similar to our situation with Papias. He was in episode 33, by the way. I think it'd be helpful for me to read the entire letter of Clement as discovered by Smith. From the letters of the Most Holy Clement, the author of Stromateus, to Theodore, you did well in silencing the unspeakable teachings of the Carpocratians, for these are wandering stars referred to in the prophecy who wander from the narrow road of the commandments into a boundless abyss of the carnal and bodily sins, for priding themselves in knowledge, as they say, of the deep things of Satan. They do not know that they are casting themselves away into the netherworld of the darkness of falseness, and boasting that they are free. They have become slaves of servile desires. Such men are to be opposed in all ways and altogether. For even if they should say something true, one who loves the truth should not, even so, agree with them. For not all true things are the truth, nor should that truth which merely seems true, according to human opinions, be preferred to the true truth, that according to the faith. Now of the things they keep saying about the divinely inspired gospel according to Mark, some are altogether falsifications, and others, even if they do contain some true elements, nevertheless are not reported truly. For the true things, being mixed with inventions, are falsified, so that, as the saying goes, even the salt loses its savor. As for Mark, then, 
during Peter's stay in Rome, he wrote an account of the Lord's doings, not, however, declaring all of them, nor yet hinting at the secret ones, but selecting what he thought most useful for increasing the faith of those who were being instructed. But when Peter died a martyr, Mark came over to Alexandria, bringing both his own notes and those of Peter, from which he transferred to his former books the things suitable to whatever makes for progress towards knowledge. Thus he composed a more spiritual gospel for the use of those who were being perfected. Nevertheless, he did not divulge the things not to be uttered, nor did he write down the hierophantic teaching of the Lord. But to the stories already written he added yet others, and... Moreover, brought in certain sayings of which he knew the interpretation would, as a mystagogue, lead the hearers into the innermost sanctuary of truth hidden by seven veils. Thus, in some, he prepared matters, neither grudgingly nor incautiously, in my opinion, and dying, he left his composition to the church in Alexandria, where it even yet is most carefully guarded being read only to those who are being initiated into the great mysteries. But since the foul demons are always devising destruction for the race of men, Carpocrates, instructed by them and using deceitful arts, so enslaved a certain presbyter of the church in Alexandria that he got from him a copy of the secret gospel, which he both interpreted according to his blasphemous and carnal doctrine, and moreover polluted, mixing with the spotless and holy words, utterly shameless lies. From this mixture is withdrawn off the teaching of the Carpocratians. To them, therefore, as I said before, one must never give way, nor, when they put forward their falsifications, should one concede that the secret gospel is by Mark, which should even deny it on oath. For not all true things are, are to be said to all men. For this reason, the wisdom of God, through Solomon advises, answer the fool with its folly, teaching that the light of the truth should be hidden from those who are mentally blind. Again it says, From him who has not shall be taken away, and let the fool walk in darkness. But we are children of light, having been illuminated by the dayspring of the Spirit of the Lord from on high. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, it says, there is liberty, for all things are pure to the pure. To you, therefore, I shall not hesitate to answer the questions you have asked, refuting the falsifications by the very words of the gospel. For example, after, and that they were in the road going to Jerusalem, and what follows until, after three days he shall rise, the secret gospel brings the following material word for word. And they came into Bethany, and a certain woman, whose brother had died, was there. And coming, she prostrated herself before Jesus, and says to him, Son of David, have mercy on me. But the disciples rebuked her, and Jesus, being angered, went off with her into the garden where the tomb was, and straightway, going in where the youth was, he stretched forth his hand and raised him, seizing his hand. But the youth, looking upon him, loved him and began to beseech him that he might be with him. And going out of the tomb, they came into the house of the youth, for he was rich. After six days, Jesus told him what to do. And in the evening, the youth comes to him, wearing a linen cloth over his naked body. And he remained with him that night. 
for Jesus taught him the mystery of the kingdom of God, and thence arising, he returned to the other side of the Jordan. And these words follow the text, and James and John came to him, and all that section. But naked man with naked man, and the other things about which you wrote are not found. And after the words, and he comes into Jericho, the secret gospel adds only, and the sister of the youth whom Jesus loved and his mother and Salome were there, and Jesus did not receive them. But many other things about what you wrote both seem to be and are falsifications. Now the true explanation and that which accords with the true philosophy, dot, dot, dot. And that's how it ends. So what is being suggested here is that there were two versions of Mark, one found in our New Testament, and you can see more information about that in episode 21, and another secret gospel. It has something in common with our Mark, in that it includes that strange reference to the young man in Mark 14, verses 51 and 52, who is wearing only a linen cloth, but who flees naked. This seems to be combined with a version of the Lazarus story. So what is so controversial about this? It's more than just Smith's interpretation that this refers to a homosexual encounter between Jesus and the young man, although that would have caused a stir, especially back in the 1970s. The real controversy is whether this is an authentic letter of Clement, or is it a forgery? And if it is a forgery, who forged it? There are some who readily embrace the secret gospel of Mark. John Dominic Crossan is one. We saw in our episode on Thomas that he sees Thomas as one of the earliest Christian writings, earlier even than our canonical gospels. He puts the Gospel of Thomas in the first stratum, which is 30 to 60 AD. Crossan puts the secret Gospel of Mark second in his second stratum, which is 60 to 80 AD, and just before the Gospel of Mark. Bart Ehrman has stated, The vast majority of scholars have accepted the authenticity of the Clement letter, who at the time thought Smith might or might not have forged the letter, and that if it is a modern forgery, it would be one of the greatest works of scholarship of the 20th century. But not everyone is so convinced. Craig Evans, now at Houston Baptist University, is a scholar I studied under at Acadia Divinity College. Evans doesn't hold back his criticism of the secret gospel in his book, Fabricating Jesus, claiming, the upshot of the whole matter is that Smith's Marsaba Clementine is almost certainly a hoax, and Smith the hoaxer. In an article that I'll link to in the show notes, Evans elaborates, At one time, I too accepted Smith's account. I assumed that the letter of Clement, however it came to be copied into the back of Isaac Voss's 1646 edition of the Letters of Ignatius, was genuine. I viewed the mystical Mark edition, of which Clement speaks, and two portions of which he quotes, as a second-century revision of the first-century Mark. It was in reading Smith's 1951 dissertation, Tenetic Parallels to the Gospels, in the context of a study in the mid-1990s, comparing the rabbinic-like sayings and parables of Jesus with the sayings of Tenetic rabbis that I began to have serious doubts. And then skipping ahead a little bit. In short, 
Smith claims to have found in 1958 a lost letter of Clement that contains two unusual elements that Smith himself discussed in pre-fine publications, that is, works that Smith published in 1951, 1955, and 1958. What are the odds? Please understand what I am saying here. I am not saying that Smith interpreted his 1958 find in the light of his pre-fine publications and interests. What I am saying is that his 1958 find, the Clementine letter and its quotations of a mystical mark, contains the themes that Smith himself talked about in previous publications. This is what makes me so suspicious. This is why I no longer use secret mark in my research. Evan goes on to provide more evidence for believing the secret gospel of Marx is a hoax and a forgery. There are numerous ways to interpret the data. The text could be authentically from Clement of Alexandria and accurately describing a real secret gospel of Mark. It could really be from Clement, but passing on incorrect information. The text by Clement could be a forgery, but one discovered by Smith, who sincerely believed it was authentic. Or, both the letter of Clement and the secret gospel of Mark could be forgeries by Martin Smith or by an associate. If I had to guess, I would suggest that the secret gospel of Mark is a modern forgery, whether by Smith or someone else. There are enough questions about the circumstances to throw reasonable doubt on its authenticity. The furthest I would be willing to consider is what Craig Evans originally thought, a second century revision of the first century Mark. But I think that even that is a stretch. We have much better sources than this for understanding the historical Jesus, and this text may not even be helpful for understanding the early church. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you will check out more resources at historyofchristianitypodcast.com and please support this podcast any way you can. You can do that by supporting me through my Patreon account, patreon.com slash hopesreason. Even $1 a month really makes a difference. Or you can download a free audiobook with a free trial of Audible. I've not read this book, so please don't kill me if it's bad, but I found a fictional novel based somewhat on Morton Smith's discovery called The Secret Gospel, written by Dan Eaton. If you're into that kind of thing, you can get it through audibletrial.com slash hopesreason. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash hopesreason. Thanks again for your support, and God bless you.